2: This is the On The Pony Express podcast. Part of the On 3 Network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. Now, Now. here's your host, Billy Emboddy. Billy Emboddy. One, two, three. Ready, we Go.
0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm Billy Emboddy. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you're listening to this, running some last-minute errands on Thanksgiving, uh, enjoy the day with the fam and football, uh, as all of us have plenty to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving. Uh, We are going to be keeping it low-key here in Dallas. Uh, Just enjoying some football, some food, some family, some friends. Um, as we get ready uh, for the weekend as well. SMU going to take on Navy this weekend at 11 a.m. Central in Ford Stadium on ESPN2 for Senior Day as the Mustangs look to punch that ticket to the AAC Championship game. SMU able to get that win at Memphis 38-34. This was a massive win for SMU, and we covered it a lot, of course, on the After Stang Show if you uh, follow that, but – This is an even bigger win because they can now have that kind of signature moment, signature win, if you will, uh, for this program uh, going into what should be a game that they can handle this weekend against the midshipmen. Uh, SMU has been able to win, I believe, three straight against Navy at home, um, and and they have won for the last five overall. Uh, They survived last year. Uh, in Annapolis, holding on for that win, Um, but now get them at home, luckily, uh, because we all know that Navy is very, very good on Senior Day uh, when they do um, uh, host teams. They won last week. um, I believe it was 10 to nothing uh, on that Navy uh, schedule there. Uh, They've won two in a row, and uh, the Mustangs are going to always have to bring their Bring their best. Uh, yes, they won 10-0 over East Carolina and then beat UAB the week before. They did lose to the same Temple team SMU beat up on earlier this year, um, and it wasn't very close either. So an interesting Navy team ke- here coming in at 5-5. Five and five. They have to win to get bowl eligible, so they're playing for something, and SMU playing for something as well. If they win, they are into the AAC championship game. They'll find out. Um, Depending on how the UTSA-Tulane game goes on Friday, they'll find out where they're going to play uh, pretty quickly after the game on Saturday, and then if it does have to go to the computers on Sunday, uh, they'll know. But if Tulane wins, you can pretty much expect it to be, obviously, at Tulane. They're the ones that are ranked in the College Football Playoff. Uh, if SMU wins and Tulane loses to UTSA, the computers will probably pick SMU, barring something you know wild, but... Look, no matter what, SMU has a chance to punch their ticket to the AAC championship game. And uh, this could be your last time to see the Mustangs uh, this season. And so this is the perfect time to bring in our friends at Game Time. Uh, Game Time gives you those last-minute ticket options um, if you're an SMU fan, if you're any fan. Looking for those deals for those games, those concerts, those uh, shows that you want to go see. Uh, they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And that's why we partnered with them here at On the Pony Express and On 3 Sports. Game time gives you all the options, whether it's a flash sale, whether it's a zone deal. Um, they give you all sorts of different options. And that's what I like. I mean, you've got the chance to you know, go down the list and say, OK, well, I'm not ready to give it uh, that much money. Let me go to a better area in the stadium you can find those and the best part is you can ditch the whole frustrating ticket buying experience because if you weren't sure if the seats were good or you couldn't find the last minute tickets or no good deals game time has all of that covered you can see the seats that you are picking if you want to go all the way up in 215 you could see that you have a great end zone view um it's kind of like What's well, going in there? The south end zone, uh, but a little bit farther away uh, and for much cheaper nine dollars a ticket right now. Cheapest seat in the house uh, for SMU Navy. And for me, I love uh, Game Time because it just takes two taps on your phone when you download the Game Time app to get your ticket locked in, sent to your phone right away. And I love Game Time because they're obsessed with finding ways that help you save money on tickets. They use that Game Time guarantee. That means you'll get the get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you one hundred and ten percent of the difference. And those zone deals I mentioned, oh, that is an average savings of eighteen percent. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Pony for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download Game Time today. Terms do apply. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Shout out Game Time for all they do for us here at On the Pony Express and On Three. Uh, happy to be partnered uh, with them uh, throughout this uh, college football season. Uh, they are they're the best, and uh, I can say that's from experience too. I've used them multiple times this year. Um, when it comes to this um, weekend against Navy, this is a, an emotional opportunity for SMU. To overcome because you come off of a game where it took a lot out of you. You had to go on the road and beat a um beat a, a Memphis team that was pesky, that had it out for you, that talked some noise, all of those things. And that took a lot out of this team. There are guys battling injuries. There are guys um, that are really trying to you know get through um this season and it's gonna be interesting to see when all those things kind of come out the you know, guys that have played through X Y and Z they've been able to battle through all that and on both sides of the ball Marcus Brian is now nicked up he's questionable hyron white is probably out Elijah Chapman's playing through a lot of things um they have a lot on their plate and for SMU to get that win, it's so important. But now they have to face a team that is hungry. They always play hard. They always bring everything um, to every game. They they just give it their all. And so emotionally, they're going to have to be ready to go. And uh, that's why Preston Stone, this SMU offense, this SMU defense is all locked in on avoiding that. Because they can appreciate what they just did at memphis while also knowing that they've got to step up and get this win against the midshipmen
1: you know i think something coach lashley's preached to us all year that it's uh it's just as hard if not harder to handle success as it is failure and um we're on a bit of a hot streak right now and um it's uh we definitely can't drink kool-aid you know can't think that we're better than we are but at the same time I think we have a right to feel confident you know we have a right to show up on Saturday and feel like no matter who we're playing against we're, we're going to be the better team um, because of the guys that we have but also just because of how we've come together as a team you know I think I think it's very clear to see on Saturdays that this is a different team than um, than we were at the beginning of the year and um, we're playing really really great team football there's not necessarily one guy on offense that's doing better or standing out over the rest i think it's it really is 11 guys coming together and um playing really good team offensive football so uh we'll, we'll be we'll be very confident on saturday but at the same time it's a really good navy team that we're going to be playing so they have all the respect they deserve
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
3: many more doors. The show is
0: called The The Deal. Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's exactly right. I mean, number one in red zone efficiency, uh, number one. Uh, when it comes to uh, taking the ball away, tied uh, in the fumble recovery department, Um, all of those things uh, Navy does really, really well. Um, And that's why this offense has to be on point. You know, the defense, and we'll hear from Scott Sines, we'll hear from uh, the coaching staff a little bit on what they bring to the table. But when you have a Navy defense that plays as hard as it does and you're probably missing your top two tackles when one of your running backs Jalen Knighton has battled the fumbles a little bit this season and at times we've seen this offense when they played a front that plays really really hard look back at East Carolina they have maybe struggled a little bit you know, they started fast, they finished well against East Carolina, but that middle two frames was tough. Now, Navy is not some necessarily juggernaut, you know, defensive team, but they're still a good defensive team in terms of overall points per game um, because obviously their offense choose clock. They're able to find ways to, to do all of those things um, that makes them, a top 50 defense. I mean, they're just not getting as much help as they have in the past, in my opinion, at least from their offense, which is worth noting. So I think for me, looking at Navy, um, they're going to present issues for SMU defensively because of how hard they play. And that is the biggest piece to this whole puzzle, as SMU kind of unpacks Navy. They, they did some community service on Wednesday after practice. They have Thanksgiving. They'll be hanging out. They'll be doing their walkthrough. And then they, you know, get re- relaxed kind of on Friday. It's a relaxing week with Thanksgiving thrown in there. So Rhett Lashley and the staff, their work's not done, you know, just because they beat Memphis. And they know this. They have a lot of respect for Navy because of what they've seen on film shows them that they're going to have their hands full overall
3: on offense they're they're slightly different they're a little more um, multiple but it's still the same MO I mean still option football a lot of different ways I think two weeks ago they had like a 12 minute 40 something second drive it's almost a whole quarter like they're going to still limit your possessions on offense and that's the challenge can we get off the field not only can we keep them from scoring which is hard enough but can we get off the field and not let them do for the whole game like what Memphis did to us in the first half last week um, and then when you look at their defense I mean with Brian I mean he Nothing's changed. And they've been one of the better defenses in our league for the last five or six years since he got there. But like, I mean, they're number one in the country in red zone defense. They're number one in the country in forced fumbles. They're, they think they've got 23 turnovers. Like, um, they stopped the run. Like, it's it's really, they're a problem, especially when you know that you're going to get limited possessions. Like, and I, And I'll be honest with you, I have so much respect for how they play the game. And I've always had it for Navy. But like, this Navy team seems different when you watch them on tape, the defense. I've never seen a team play as hard as they do and run to the ball like they do, all eleven, and tackle the ball like they do. I mean, thirteen forced fumbles. Um, they hit the quarterback a lot, and so like they're just they're they're a really they're a really stout unit on these three shutouts. Nobody's got that. So like it doesn't matter who you're playing. You shut three people out. That's pretty impressive. So we're gonna have to play really really good, disciplined, efficient football and offense because our our opportunities are gonna be limited, and then. You know we're going to have to to find a way to get off the field on defense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, getting off the field on defense is critical because if Navy is able to move the ball and Xavier Arline is their quarterback this week, um, uh, Ty Lavate is has not has been out the last couple of weeks. He's not been on the depth chart, so um, SMU looking like they, they won't have to face him, but if navy kind of gets going and extends drives and you know kind of shuts down smu's opportunity to get more drives then you're facing a chance where you're going to have limited possessions and if that offense for smu faces this navy team and maybe doesn't click like it maybe wants to early that's going to allow Navy to hang around. And that's why I think it's so important. Look, Navy's a solid defense. They are. I mean, that is that is kind of their brand of football this year. They are not this offensive jug- juggernaut. They don't have a uh, rusher that is over 1,000 yards. Uh, they have some holes offensively, and it's just kind of been a work in progress. And they've had quarterback changes but they do play hard, and that has helped them be one of the better rushing defenses in the country. And that's why SMU is going to need all of LJ Johnson, Kamar Wheaton, Jalen Knight, and Tyler Levine, all those guys, to really step up and and carry the load. But with LJ Johnson having his third hundred yard season, uh, hundred yard game last week, that's a really good sign for how things are going for him. And that is probably one of the more encouraging things that came out of that game against Memphis. Memphis is not a good team defensively. They're, they're coming off back-to-back games against bad defensive teams. But Memphis is, always plays physical. And you're looking at an SMU offense that before SMU kind of ran around with Preston Stone and, and milked that clock a little bit, lost 25 yards of rushing, they were approaching about 200 yards rushing. LJ Johnson had 100 yards on the day kamar wheaton was a force jalen knighton was kind of nicked up so he'll be somebody that will will have to kind of monitor to see how much he gets in the game but lj johnson and his physical brand of football is i think something that smu has to lean on early and kind of set the tone and really hope that opens up the passing game
3: you know lj's super steady player right he comes he's consistent it's it's, it's reflective of how he lives his life, right? He comes, he's steady, he shows up every day on time doing the things that he's supposed to do. And, and eventually, guys like that that have ability, like he's got, you know, it, there's 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 a breakthrough opportunity for him. And I think that we've kind of started to see that here in the last couple of weeks. Um, he's he's super smooth and, and controlled behind his pads, you know. And there's, um, we got to get him when he gets to the open field start sniffing that end zone a little bit more. But he sniffs defenders, and he likes to make them, uh, pun- he likes to punish them when he's, uh, running, so we, uh, Coach Hall's been kidding him all week about getting him in the end zone again. But it's been fun watching him develop and and watching him reward for the way that he's approached this entire season. And, and uh, we're we're starting glad we got him right now.
0: Yeah, he's really emerged to be that guy that going into the season we thought he he would be. Um, the way he finished spring, and the way he finished fall camp, he was looking like a guy that would really be tough for opposing defenses to defend because he has so much going on with his physicality, his ability to finish runs falling forward, even a little bit of ability to catch a catch the ball at the backfield. He hasn't done it a ton, but he is a guy that has those opportunities. And when he gets them, which has been rare, he's shown that wiggle. It's again, hasn't been a key point of him in the offense, but he is as well-rounded of a back as you can ask for. And because he's gotten through the injury bug that he kind of battled a little bit, kind of the middle of the season uh, against TCU and things like that. He's now emerging as a good, reliable player for SMU. And I, I just think coming off a game where Preston Stone stepped up so much in the second half, I would love to see SMU come at Navy with a physical brand of football And allow Preston Stone to kind of sit back there and and relax a little bit. And the way you can help him relax is run the football really well. And that was was such a recipe for success. The next two weeks, if SMU is playing for an AAC championship, you just figured out your overall concoction to, you know, pick up wins and pick up efficiency offensively SMU scored 38 points on offense on 65 plays, pretty darn good. They are one of the best teams in the country in terms of yards versus the amount of plays that they run. And so they are very efficient, but one thing that again, we've kind of harped on throughout the season that you wish you would see is SMU taking that next step, running the football. They've done that now the last couple weeks and it's very important. I don't think it's any coincidence that Preston Stone's best best second half came when SMU was able to at least establish the run in the first half. And then they built on that in the second. And overall, it was just able – it was just – it spiraled into what was the biggest win of, you know, Preston Stone's career, honestly. I mean, that was, that was the signature win. Rhett Lashley said uh, he didn't really look at it as a signature win because they you know, view all these games and have approached them all as the big game. That's why they're here. They put all their focus into that week. But make no mistake, this was a big game, a big win that they can celebrate. And it's now that you've moved past that and you have this recipe for success, the The job now of this offense is to replicate it and uh, keep their eye on the ball, which is Navy this week. Not how do we get to an AAC championship game?
1: Yeah, you know, and each week, each week when you're in the season, you try to just stay as present as you possibly can and look at the individual game that we're playing. Um, and I think you know, after the season's over, once we play Navy and hopefully after a conference championship, um, we'll be able to look back on a game like Memphis and think, yeah, that was that was really really special. That was really cool that we were able to. Get that, get that road run, go undefeated on the road for, for this year. Um, so that, that, that was definitely a big win for us, but at the same time, we're just trying to stay as present as possible, focus on Navy and uh, just keep random. down.
0: And defensively, uh, SMU will have to uh, contend with with this Navy offense that's pretty multiple. They've got some gun. They've got flex bone. They've got the usual stuff, but um, they just do things a little differently. It just hasn't come together as much uh, as it has in the past. One thing they do do quickly is they really score quickly, but the biggest thing for SMU's defense is fixing what was a leaky secondary against uh, Memphis. Obviously the rushing defense was able to uh, circle the wagons and step up and make Memphis one dimensional. I think that was so important in the win, but there are a lot of things that this defense has to come back together now and fix. And that's one of their redeeming qualities though. They have that ability to do that and to step up and, I just think when you look at them overall, that's where they do find ways to step up and fix things. They've faced better offenses throughout the season, kind of up until this game. But now with one game in the regular season left to go, the biggest thing they need to do is correct what happened. They won't necessarily look back at the film. They'll look back at the tendencies and kind of what happened. They've got to get to Navy. Um, But just kind of Scott Simons ran ran us down some of the issues. And honestly, he took a lot of responsibility for what was, I mean, the worst pass defense performance that SMU had this season. And he said they've got to put them in better position to uh, succeed. Yeah, I think that was, you know, because it was, what,
2: 31-28 or 20. It was a three-point game there. And we got back-to-back stops and the offense kind of stalled a little bit. And I think that was the – you know, outside of the turnover that was probably the difference in the game. Um, you know you would have liked to have seen us you know late we were trying to we were trying to keep it in front and make sure they ran out of time. I mean I don't want to say prevent but you know going into the game, um, you know we felt like I felt like um, when you looked at their quarterbacks ability to get the ball out against pressure, just uh, we didn't feel confident that we were going to get there on any type of pressure as I thought. You know, I know I'm a handful of times. They have top five PFF, you know, rating against pressure. And it was like, we're going to try to get there with four and see if we can get went off front. And, you know, some, at times we did, and we, we got them off the spot and we affected them. And then at times we got to be better in that area. And then times the coverage has to be better to give the D-line time. So all those things can be improved. But I think, to your point, the culture of this group, uh, the resiliency of this group that, you know, uh, there wasn't any finger pointing. They were... They were frustrated. I was frustrated at the game that I had called, and and um, you know, but we played the next play, played the next play, and, and kept believing in each other. And it's going to take that this week for sure, because this will probably be the, the, the hardest challenge of us, you know, for us this season. And you know, I I get it from y'all's perspective. Y'all might say, well, you know, Memphis, you know, look at what they've done. A lot I mean. What we have to prepare for this week is a lot. And um, what they do on defense stresses our offense. So um, we'll have to play 11 guys together. Obviously, you all know that's what option football is um,
0: to give ourselves a chance to, to win this one. Yeah, exactly right. Lot, lots to prepare for and kind of one of those weird weeks overall that, um, you know, as a, as a defensive coordinator, you kind of cringe because everybody's now talking about how SMU – can go and win this game and and win a conference you know championship game berth and that's not what you want when you're Scott Simons trying to get your guys ready to go um play a play a navy team that plays so hard that is able to um you know still impact the game offensively because they do have that option look that no one sees until that one or two games a year that you end up playing and uh so they do have a lot on their hands they do have to be locked in overall um and so it's going to be interesting to see how smu handles it defensively um they're they're in for a tall task and um, again scott simons kind of previewed some of that on the navy side of things in terms of what they're facing this week i think they know what it is i mean you come out here and watch and practice you know, they know how this they're going to play. Whether we do it or not, we'll see. That's
2: our job as coaches is to get them ready to do it and execute at a high level. But, um, you know, I, it's not – I mean, our guys know what the situation is. Uh, we've got it to where this game, you know, really matters more than an in season game. But at the end of the day, we've got to play it one play at a time. Uh, and that's whether we're down 14 or up seven. You know, it's going to be a one-play focus and just, you know, start and finish and don't make it. Don't let the moment be too big. Uh, Just play the next play. And I think when we do that,
0: uh, we'll we'll give ourselves a chance to to hopefully be be successful. It's pretty much what it's been for this defense all year. And uh, again, I kind of alluded to it early in the podcast, how banged up SMU is at various positions on this team. Elijah Chapman able to play a little bit more in the second half than they probably would have thought. But Um, he is somebody that we are monitoring really closely, um, as he, you know, gets to the point where, all right, if you can hold him, that would be ideal. Kind of the same with Marcus Bryan, except he's in concussion protocol. So maybe won't be the same thing in terms of, you know, getting cleared and getting that opportunity. Um, but, um, you know, Elijah Chapman is, is somebody that has been around a long time at this program and. If this is his final game in Ford Stadium, he'd love to get out there and, and play a little bit. Um, I have no doubt that he'll be dressed uh, and available, but uh, he is somebody that going into this week, uh, you're monitoring and you're you're sitting back and and you are saying, okay, Navy does a lot of things well. They're going to be a challenge. They're going to push SMU to its limit in all likelihood, but it is still a Navy team that hasn't faced a team of the caliber like SMU in a way um, where they're going to stress you like this offensively. I mean, they played they played Notre Dame over in Ireland, open the season, lost 42 to three. They didn't get anything going offensively. Um, you know, Memphis was able to put up uh, 28 points on them, a, a good run. But again, they were able to kind of control some clock a little bit uh, and put up 24 points on Memphis. Uh, then they played South Florida. They lost 44-30. Uh, they have some quality wins they were able to hold north texas at 27-24 we know what some good defenses can do in moments to certain teams on their schedule like we've seen when smu was ultimately able to shut down north texas in the second half um when memphis was able to not get over that hump and and necessarily put up numbers like they certainly could have if they were able to run the football but smu made memphis one dimensional SMU's defense is facing a Navy team that has not dealt with the size up front that SMU is going to bring, honestly, probably since the Notre Dame game. SMU is going to play this front that has Jordan Miller, Devere Levelston, Elijah Roberts, Nelson Paul, uh, Corey Roberson, um, Elijah Chapman, if he's able to go. They have guys that are big and tough to move, and that is so different than last year's bunch that – Didn't have the depth, didn't have enough size, all of those things to really impact the line of scrimmage. And having a Jordan Miller in the middle against Navy is night and day compared to what we've seen in the past. And it's just going to give SMU an opportunity to really slow down this Navy uh, rushing attack. And I think the middle is going to be tough to navigate for Navy if all things go well for SMU. Again, Navy's going to get out of bed and have its sights set on ruining SMU season. Um, A loss to the midshipmen would put SMU in a very precarious spot when it comes to the AAC. In terms of the tiebreakers, if SMU wins, they're in. Great. If SMU wins and Tulane wins, then they're probably headed to New Orleans. They're headed to New Orleans, let's be real. Uh, And then if UTSA wins and SMU wins there's a good chance SMU is hosting the AAC championship game. If UTSA loses to Tulane and SMU loses to Navy, you could probably put this one in coin flip territory as far as if SMU will be playing for an AAC championship. There's still that likelihood that SMU would get the nod, but you can smell the blood in the water if you're SMU. At the same time, Navy is a proud football team. They want to go out and grab a bowl of opportunity. That's what they're playing for. They're, you know, going to face Army in a couple weeks, but the Bull opponents will already be decided by then. Um, And so SMU is going to have to contend with Navy's best shot. This will be the last game between these two teams for a long, long time. The Frank Gans trophy is on the line. Navy leads the series 13-11. SMU would like to get one more uh, win in there as well before they head off to the ACC. Um, And look, Guys, it might be a little bit late with the Thanksgiving uh, holiday here, um, and we hope you guys enjoy that. But one thing we want you guys to do is check out our friends at Bird Dogs. And yes, it's fall. The shorts are a little tough right now as it starts to get a little colder out there. But what they have is they have the joggers. And I'm telling you, I'm wearing a pair right now. They also have the khakis, but the joggers are really comfortable. They can... You breathe easily, um, they are thick enough uh, to really have that good feel in the winter. Maybe if you're out there on the boulevard for an AAC championship game, you can snag a pair. We love our partnership with Bird Dogs and they've continued to hook it up for On the Pony, pony Express subscribers. Go to birddogs.com slash pony or use promo code pony at checkout for your free Bird Dogs Hydro Flask-style water bottle. That is what they're bringing to you right now. Um, Bird Dogs, again, giving you guys the goods uh, for um, uh, that overall just support that you're giving them. Um, That's why we love Bird Dogs. Um, They hook it up uh, with their promo code PONY for all of you guys. So we love Bird The feel of Bird Dogs, Um, all their gear has just been awesome. They've been a perfect partner for us for college football season. So check them out uh, at birddogs.com slash pony and get your free gift uh, when you order through them as well. A couple quick recruiting notes before we get you guys out of here. SMU, two key targets, decommitting this week. Something to be thankful for if you're the SMU coaching staff. Let's lead off with a longtime target here. William Nettles, speedy. SMU was first to offer a couple of years ago. This summer, they just couldn't overcome Purdue, and he ended up committing to the Boilermakers. But guess what? He's back on the market. He decommitted. He sent me a message and said, hey, uh, I need an edit. I'm going to decommit from Purdue. Um, and now that uh, he's decommitted from Purdue, SMU sitting there as the on three RPM leader, for William Nettles. So Ricky Hunley, This staff has continued to recruit him. Getting another high school corner. To pair with Alex Rogers from Cedar Hill. Is something they'd love to do. Speedy Nettles at the top of the list. Again a perfect time to subscribe. To ontheponyexpress.com. For just a dollar. And guys I've got good news. We have a deal for you guys. Uh, to get the latest. SMU. Um, recruiting news. If you follow us. Uh, on YouTube and uh, that is you can get two months for just a dollar with promo code SMU1 uh, so be sure to check out uh, that um, uh, deal that we have for you guys um, and and use promo code SMU1 for two do- two months for just a dollar um, that is the deal we're running right now I'm trying to get it up on the screen so you can just see it if you're watching on YouTube and not not listening maybe. Um, Again, two months of OnThePonyExpress.com for just a dollar. Use code SMU1 at checkout when you uh, do a monthly subscription at OnThePonyExpress.com. So check us out there. The other piece of news on the recruiting front, though, is that Derek McFall, the four-star athlete that SMU has been recruiting out of Tyler High, decommitted from UCLA this week. That's big news as well. The Mustang sitting in position here uh, to be a big factor down the stretch. We have some notes at ontheponyexpress.com about where his recruitment stands overall right now. Mustangs are battling multiple other Power 4 programs, Power 5, whatever moniker we're going with right now, uh, for his signature down the stretch. Uh, I got a chance to watch him play against Lancaster earlier this year. Really explosive guy who would be... At running back, wide receiver, but probably start off at running back for SMU. Thick playmaker there in the backfield for Tyler High. Um, So be sure to subscribe again to OnThePonyExpress.com. Two months for just a dollar with promo code SMU1 at checkout. That's SMU, the number one, uh, for two months for just a dollar. It gets you pretty much through the national signing day in February, almost there. But most importantly, it gets you through transfer portal season, which is going to be wild on the site. So subscribe today. We had a lot of content on uh, recruiting lately, so uh, the subscribers have been eating that up. We appreciate all you guys who listen to this podcast each week um, and and however you know many we drop a week. Uh, it has been a fun season. It's senior day on Saturday. We hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family, your friends, have some good food, have some good drinks, and get ready for SMU Navy on Saturday at 11 a.m. Central on ESPN2. We will have all your coverage on theponyexpress.com. We'll see you guys on the boulevard for that one as the Mustangs uh, look to close out undefeated in AAC play and punch their ticket to the AAC Championship game. Catch you after the game with the After staying Show live from Shug's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza.
2: Thanks for listening to the On The Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody.
0: Follow us on your socials
2: on X at SMU on three and on Instagram at on three SMU. And keep it locked to ontheponyexpress.com for more coverage.